This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Portland has had a thriving hip-hop scene for going on 30 years, having produced significant artists like U-Crew, Lifesavers, and Cool Nuts. But recently, the city appears to be entering a renaissance period for the genre, with the rise of some strong independent labels, an engaged fan base, and several young artists gaining national attention. Welcome to the future of what? I'm your host, Portia Sabin, president of the independent record label, Kill Rockstars. Support for the future of what comes from Merch Table. With over 15 years of experience in merchandising, screen printing, tour support, and online fulfillment, Merch Table partners with artists and labels looking to jumpstart their business. Visit merchtable.com to learn more and open a store today. Today we talk to DJ Cliff, host of the radio show Welcome to the Neighborhood and the podcast Cliff Notes, and co-curator of the Mike Check concert series about his own history in hip-hop, the current Portland scene, and what needs to be done to nurture this scene and keep it vibrant. It's all coming up on The Future of What. Support for the future of what comes from Sound Exchange. You're listening to the future of what. I'm talking to DJ Cliff. Cliff, welcome to the future of what. Thank you for having me. I'm so psyched to be here. I know. I'm so psyched to have you. It's great. Thank you. Been wanting to do this for a long time. Well, I, you know, it's it's been it's funny, man. When when you have an opportunity to sort of see other things that are happening in the city, and then you become a fan of those things. Truly. So to be a part of this, I feel very honored. Oh, thank you so much. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Well, we are. I don't know how what we, how you would say it. We we both have shows on X Ray FM. There we you go. Do. We're we're sh- we're radio station mates. Yes, exactly. <laughs> there you go. We're showmates. We're showmates. Exactly. You've got the awesome Welcome to the Neighborhood. Yes, thank you. But that is one of only many things. You run some sort of media empire <laughs> here in <laughs> Portland. You do that show. Yeah. You also have Cliff Notes podcast. I do. I do. And you put on a show, monthly show called Mic Check. Yeah, I help curate a monthly hip hop showcase uh, called Mic Check with my partner in crime, Star Child. Mm-hmm. And it's been an amazing event for us, man. We've done it for one full year. Trox, producer extraordinaire, is our minister of music every week. And it's been, it's just been, it's been crazy. The the artists that we've had an opportunity to host and, yeah. uh, you know, just continuing to grow it. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like the through line with all of the stuff that you do, and I want to, I want to get back to who you are in just a second, mm-hmm. but all this stuff you do is so important because you are making Portland hip hop visible in ways that it hasn't been before necessarily. And that's important for the whole community, right? It absolutely is. I mean, and that is the goal is to let folk know that there's a lot of great music, a lot of great talent, a lot of great art right here in the city. You know, you don't necessarily have to wait for Jay-Z's coming to Portland and everybody's really excited about that. But you get to see a lot of great artists every week right here in the city. And so trying to utilize platforms to hit people on every different platform that I can mm-hmm. to you know, to promote the city is, is the goal. Absolutely. Yeah. And you do some really cool things like in Welcome to the Neighborhood when you have artists come through and they freestyle. Yes. Oh, my God. I love that. <laughs> it's so cool. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's hip hop, right? Yeah. And if you're an MC, I'm supposed to be able to just drop an instrumental and you're supposed to MC. And it's been interesting to see the response to that, both from the artists when I asked them to do that Mm -hmm. and then the feedback from the community 
because that has actually prompted people to hit me up and be like, yo, I want to come through and rhyme. So that's what it's about. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, that's great. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hip hop is so interesting in that way because there's this component, right? Exactly like you said, if you're an MC, you're supposed to be able to rhyme. And it's like, you know, every time someone starts, I get nervous. (laughs) Do you ever have that? Like, you're just like, oh my God, is this going to, are they going to do it? And then they bring it. And yeah. it's just so awesome. Every time it's like such a relief. You're like, yeah. <laughs> there have been a couple of artists that I've had on the radio show who I was just getting to know. Mm-hmm. And maybe I didn't really know their music. And when you put them in that, in their space and really see what they, you know, do what they do. I'll give you a perfect example. And this goes back to pre-X-ray days. This goes back to when Welcome to the Neighborhood was on KZME. Mm. And it was the first time that I met only one who's a member of the Sand People. Oh, yeah. And I knew of him, hadn't really heard his music before. Mm -hmm. And he did a verse on the show. And whatever, seven years that I've been doing the show, one of my favorite verses. So surprised, you know, just by the talent, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's the that's the. The great part about it is to be surprised by the talent. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So tell us about you. You grew up in New Jersey. I, how do you know this? I read your bio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I grew up in Jersey, so um, I do have a, an ear for that East Coast sound. Absolutely. You know, right across the way from the birthplace of hip hop. Yep. Grew up listening to Mr. Magic on WBLS out of New York. Lived there through my early teens and then moved to Louisiana. Oh, wow. Culture shock. Yeah. Oh That's where gosh. all my family's from, for the most part, Louisiana and Alabama. And what was that like? I mean, that is really a huge change. Initially, it was it was just being closer to family. Lost my dad when I was real young, so it was just my mom, my sister, and I. So we moved moved to be closer to family. And initially, it was just that. Moved to New Orleans, and then we moved to a small town right outside of Baton Rouge. And one of my earliest memories of being in that town is seeing an advertisement on the telephone pole kind of at the end of our block saying, come on down this weekend. We got the open field down there. We're going to have a cross burning. And it's where I grew up, man, when I went to high school. Wow. And yeah. to have gone from such an, I mean, because Jersey is not super urban, mm-hmm. but I mean, it's right across the river from New York. So right. it's people have a lot of flow back and forth. And and so you're close to a very urban environment. You're mm-hmm. hearing music on the radio that's just sort of from an urban environment. Yeah. And by urban, I mean like packed with people, just a lot of stuff going on. Do you know what I mean? That's yeah. that's what I'm trying to say in terms yeah. of urban. I'm not making like a weird race comment. <laughs> no, not at all. Because yeah. I grew up in New York City. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the radio stations there were so influential. Yeah. It's so much going on. I mean, all that early hip hop stuff was actually getting played. And yeah. that's the part that a lot of people in, uh, who grew up in other parts of the country didn't have access to. Because right. just as a regular kid, I was listening to radio like crazy starting when I was like 10. And so I heard everything you yeah. can imagine. I heard Jam On It. Yeah. You know, that was one of my my big songs. And Nucleus, I was like yeah. running around at 11, like mm-hmm. rapping all the lyrics to like a little idiot. You know, nobody <laughs> knew what I was talking about. I was like, what is that? Right, right, right. And, you know, listening to Kiss FM yeah. and, you know, hearing some of the first mixtapes. Yeah. And, and stuff like that. And that was just all so normal. Mm-hmm. It just felt really normal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So to go from that, oh, and your and your neighbor was Master G from Sugar Hill Gang. Exactly, man. Leo O'Brien was his younger brother, and we were, you know, you know, same age. Got to know Master G. And so right there sort of saw the first commercialization of this art form. 
Right. Which was just, but when you're living it, you don't look at it that way. Of course, exactly. You know, when you're living it, it's just, it's what's happening. And, right. You know, you're it's part, part of, of the landscape. Yeah. But then when you moved to Louisiana, did you find a huge shift because then suddenly you're moving away from that whole cultural thing that was happening? Absolutely. And, you know, a part of it, a part of it too was being new to an area, the age that I was, didn't really know where to find that necessarily. Mm-hmm. But then you sort of find it in your peers and you bring, you bring that with you because that is a part of who you are. So moving to Louisiana, continued to write and, you know, had a friend who was a DJ and my my best friend and I started, you know, doing shows together and, you know, high school shows, talent shows, that sort of thing. So you definitely bring that with you and then you find other people who have sort of that that same desire to be a part of that art form. So see what you've been doing. This is your whole life, right? So you've been bringing hip hop to people your whole life, starting even when you moved from... Jersey to Louisiana. It's crazy. I didn't look at it that way. But yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Yeah. When I look at sort of my view of it, I love the storytelling. Mm-hmm. And coming up as a child, that was, a, that was a part of the culture of my family. Storytelling, poetry. And when I, I think when I first heard hip hop, when I would listen to it at night, you know, with headphones on when I was supposed to be sleeping. And to see this part of what is my culture not necessarily musically, but just a part of my upbringing, to hear the the rhythms added to the rhyme schemes, it just you know it, it, I, I just connected with it so much, and so I've maintained that 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 love for for the art form through the years. Absolutely, and want to share it with other people. Absolutely, yeah. and you say in your bio that you when you heard the song "The Message," it really changed. Oh my gosh! Your yeah. Yeah, because, you know, I, you know, a lot of what I remember hearing early on were a lot of the party rhymes, which were just fun. Jam on it. Absolutely. Good example. You know, yeah. Rapper's Delight. Mm-hmm. Rapper's Delight. You know, a lot of those early a lot of those early songs that you would hear on the on the on the radio. And when I heard the message, I think it resonated with me because I I came from a fairly conservative family. My mom and sister weren't in love with the idea that I was into hip hop and looked at life fairly conservatively. And I heard in the message sort of that that serious tone, but it opened, and I grew up in the suburbs, so it opened my eyes to sort of a different side of the black experience. Mm-hmm. And But yet I was able to resonate with it even though I didn't live there. And then just to hear, I don't know, man, I've always been a fan of Melly Mel. Mm-hmm. And so to hear his voice, his delivery, his, his cadence, his tone, it just, it's always been one of my favorite songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. And then, as a, as a result of that, I think probably as a result of that. But then again, I, I guess also as a, a result of just my upbringing and you know where where I live in my spirit, um, love conscious hip hop. I mm-hmm. love. It's fun to have the party joints, but if you have that platform, say something. And I think that's what they did on that track. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that we have different reasons for waving the flag in the July season. Chosen by your democracy that have been picked through history by teaching people who are demons, who's evil. We fly our eagle for the same reason that caged bird didn't make Gillespie play salt. Pina stops stealing, yells very as he's turning in his grave. I know they'll call me Elvis the King in the wrong domain, but I sing, sir. Don't mean to lecture the 1%. We are the 99 problem. That's something Hope didn't invent. It's the evils. Black Beatles gonna help me pause. I loot that song forever if it kept Obama in those walls. Me in the Netflix era of your generational hate. We didn't reincarnate the reincarceration of slaves. A hidden 13th fact. Reagan's way to hold him back. Start a war on crack. Really just a war on being black. Post back of the bus. White water, but no rabbits. 
concrete classism by slacking on rich taxes post plessy pre-ferguson decades yet to inhabit forced by white flight suburbia just to show you what happens new jim crow dehumanized by minor charge stamp a scarlet letter on them when they leave and getting far no votes and no jobs suddenly it's all black and white dreams so hard to make dr king come back to life when people are afraid of you only people who want are getting paid by you maybe you can see why we have some concerns you're endorsed by a clan that leaves innocent people burn for their color there's no biological difference under the cover when you type melanin in the google image i told my mother if you want president we gonna have to be tougher put an arm over my sister who can't put an arm over her love for barbie barbies all we hear when you talk like we need a candle to hold us up when we walk like we're up for grabs like we won't grab back grab a bat and swing it at you if you try to grab that and build a bridge to mexico to fuel our army of people offended by your rhetoric your apologies i see through you've resurfaced hate pat midler on disney channel which is coming back lit the black flame candle you're afraid of people coming to this country post signs that they're wanted how do you think our reputation got started people who want a better life is seeing opportunity so they risk their safety to travel to the land of the free that's how your family came that's the birth of this nation you really hoarding the election by breeding fear on immigration and terrorism grouping an entire race of people into one in reality it's a haystack and a needle your citizens are afraid of you the world's looking at you it's afraid of you don't turn a blind eye sir it is not your occupation to listen to your citizens cry sir and their whys and their hows and their who's and their wins and their help me what the hell am i gonna do this is not a game you ain't made america great people who think you have live in the 20th century state i think that we have different reasons for waving the flag in the july season i put my stripes high for equality opportunities made you raise yours because you benefit from every facet of hate i ask you to consider what your job is and who it affects the legacy you will leave leave no room for regret open your heart and your ears and your eyes to your people the earth ill impoverished and human rights need you look at what history's done don't repeat the cycle so many kids are looking up to you as an idol that's a heavy weight to carry don't abuse your power you have 35,040 hours i don't expect change without vital communication so i welcome your response don't disappoint this nation although i do not look to you in admiration congrats on your inauguration that was an open letter to donald trump by win if you're enjoying this program please subscribe to our show on itunes and leave us a review To find out what's coming up next, follow us on Twitter at KRSFOW. Want an even closer look at issues we talk about on the show? Our monthly newsletter will keep you informed about news, upcoming events, episodes, and more. You'll also have access to exclusive offers and behind-the-scenes looks. Sign up today at killrockstars.com slash thefutureofwhat. You're listening to The Future of What. I'm talking to DJ Cliff. So let's talk about your current role. (laughs) And I mean, basically, like I, I just said, I mean, I just made this connection from your early life to your current life, and I was just completely off the cuff. Mm-hmm. But I think it's really true because I think you're a message bringer, and I think you help young people understand what's going on in this community. And I feel like I'm trying to do the same thing. Like we have the same mission to some extent here because, you know, the music business is a confusing business. Mm-hmm. It really is. Mm-hmm. And you need to have some help. Mm-hmm. And I feel like 
that's what I'm trying to do here is just give people some idea of what's going on, yeah. right? So that it's not so confusing so that they can take control of their own business because I'm, I'm coming at it from the business side. Right. And I want to see people succeed and become career artists. Right, right. And you are doing a very similar thing in that you're exposing what is happening and how people are doing it. And having people in interviewing people, you're such a great interviewer. Thank you. It's making me, it's, a, I'm embarrassed to interview Stop you because it. you're such a great Stop interviewer, it. but <laughs> we'll just have to roll with it. So that's what we're doing right now. But you really get people to talk about their story, you know, and how they got to where they are and the things that they did. And I've, I love that so much because that's what's powerful. I think for young people to hear yeah. is like, oh, I was in the same position or I have a similar life or I have a totally different life, but look at this person who, and how they got there. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Well, and that's, and and thank you for that. That is actually on purpose. When I decided to take this on, my, my journey with Welcome to the Neighborhood is a great example. I started doing that because I felt like, man, there's so much great music that I'm starting to be exposed to, but there's not a really good way to access it or for other people to access it. So let me start doing that. And then as I started to meet these local artists and would have conversations with them, I felt like, man, that is such a cool story. Let's talk about that. And so that's where the interview component of the radio show came from. And then that naturally translated into the podcast because we'd have these great conversations. We were off air and I was like, man, other people need to hear this story. Right. And a part of that for me comes from my situation. You know, there was a time I thought, you know, we're going to be the next Run DMC, doing our little talent shows, doing our little whatever when I was in Louisiana. And then seeing how that transitioned from doing it to just enjoying it, but mm -hmm. seeing other young people maybe who were in that space. And I thought, well, you know, if I can provide that platform, mic check, or, you know, get you on the radio, let me do that. But then if I've met somebody who has a venue, or if I met someone who has a record label or has some other tool that you can use to further your career, if I know that person, let me find a way to connect y'all. And maybe it's not necessarily introducing you because for whatever reason that doesn't happen, but maybe I can do an interview with you and that person hears that interview and then there's the connect. Mm -hmm. So those are the things that are that are sort of always running around in my mind when I'm I'm putting my secrets out. But when I'm <laughs> when I'm doing those things is hopefully this helps push you just another step forward and you know in the direction that you want to go. Absolutely. Yeah. And mic check also is a is a good way to do that because you can have people come through, but you can also showcase the talent that we've got going on here. And Portland has pretty much gotten, I mean, Portland's been a, a great hip hop city for years. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Without question, yes. like 30 years. Mm. However, lately, I feel like we're getting a little bit more of a spotlight. I feel like we've got some artists coming up right now that are getting a broader appeal and a broader acceptance or yeah. just interest. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's always good because when you got it, you know how it is. When you get a tiny bit of spotlight somewhere, you're like, great, let's mm -hmm. push this mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. then showcase the rest of the great talent that we've got here. Absolutely. So. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny. The interview that I just had an opportunity to do with Versatile the Lifesavers and the interview that I had an opportunity to do with Cool Nuts, they both sort of touched on the fact that what you said, yeah, hip hop has been here for a long time. And both of those individuals have literally traveled the world. I think one of the differences now that we have is the Internet. Mm -hmm. And so now we now we have access just to more content. Mm -hmm. And I think right now it's really great because we have these artists who the city is getting behind and pushing. That's happened before where we had the artist. Sure. But for whatever reason, the city didn't get behind them and push them as much. A great example of that is Mike Capes. Mike Capes is doing some amazing, and he's been doing it. Yeah. But now he's sort of doing it at that next level. When yeah. When he does a show... You've got the city saying you need to go to the Mike Cape show. Exactly. You've got people sharing it on their social exactly. media. 
And I think that's one of the reasons you're seeing that that next level, this new generation of artists really seeing the benefit of that. Let Absolutely. me push you. Yeah. And then that helps the scene. Yeah, because Mike Capes was even, I mean, he played at Pickathon. Yes. And 10 years ago, there's no way that would have happened. That's right. That's right. He did incredible. I mean, he did a couple of things at Pickathon, but I saw him do the like small. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Where he's sitting on a chair and there's like a hundred people jammed right. into this yep. tiny room. Yep. It was, it was mind blowing. Like I get teary thinking about it because it's yeah. just like, it was amazing. Yeah. But that's like, you know, what a great opportunity, what a platform for him, but he deserves it. I mean, yeah. it's not like he's being handed anything. No. No, These artists really are, hard. Have, have all worked super hard. Now I have a question because what you said about the internet made me think about this. Mm -hmm. I have in the beginning of the internet, I think there was this promise, right? Mm -hmm. Where everyone was like, the internet is going to make a level playing field and mm -hmm. people are going to be able to just put their music out and mm -hmm. be heard all over the place. And it's going to be like the great music is going to rise to the top because we're going to have access to everything, right, right? right? So now what we've seen, unfortunately, over the last several years is that rather the internet is more like an ocean. Yes. And when you release something, it's like dropping a rock in the ocean yes. and then it's just gone, yeah. right? Yeah. Like it maybe makes a ripple for mm -hmm. a second and then it's gone, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So I actually find that lately, just in the last few years, I feel like we're condensing and consolidating again to where scenes have resurfaced as yeah. important. You know, it's like all of a sudden I'm starting to hear people say to me, like, there's something going on in Kansas City. Yeah. There's something going on in Atlanta. Yeah. There's something going on in Portland. And I feel like the scenes are suddenly more important. And so the stuff that you're doing in particular is is particularly important right now because yes. I think that there's more of a spotlight now on scenes, which is like the opposite of what people thought was going to happen with yeah. the Internet. Yeah. And I, I, I totally agree. And I think that that's one of the conversation that I have with other people who are doing what I do, which I feel like is curating. Mm -hmm. We I think it is our responsibility to find those artists who we really believe in, who we see putting in the work, who are doing great work, who, who are making great content. And we need to use whatever means we have to push them because as someone who gets a lot of music, people ask me, hey, will you play this on, on your radio show or whatever the case may be? I get inundated sometimes with the music and a lot of it is great. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are on their journey. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's up to me to to utilize my I, it, it almost I, I don't mean to sound self-serving, but to utilize the platform that I have and the talent that I've developed to find those artists and really showcase them to the masses. Yeah. So that they don't get lost in the in the ocean. Totally. Yeah. Does that feel overwhelming to you some days? Yes. <laughs> Shout out to my man DJ OG One. He keeps me on point because he's been doing it for so long. And, uh -huh. and he we've had conversations about that. Like, you know, you can't get lost in it. Mm -hmm. I think for me, it reminds me of when I was performing and then I <laughs> I learned digital production and got so lost in the technical piece mm -hmm. that I forgot how to be an artist. Oh, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. And so I think sometimes that even happens as a curator. You get so lost in, in all of the content and then that you forget, you know, you sort of you, you get off track on what the real purpose is. Right. So. Well, I like that also on Cliff Notes, you talk to other people, not just artists, you talk to other people in the scene, mm -hmm. people who are like recently you talked to a young lady who's a photographer, yeah. a scene photographer. Shout that was a Renee great- Lopez, yeah. Renee Lopez, yeah, yeah that was a yeah. great interview. Yeah. And I like that because it shows that, that it is a whole community. Yes. You know, and that's, I mean, obviously what I'm trying to do on this show. Mm -hmm. You and I are different in that I love it that you're taking on a curatorial role mm -hmm. because I was afraid of that. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to do a podcast <laughs> where I was a curator, yeah. right? Because yeah. that just sounded like my real job, <laughs> my day job, <laughs> true, true. <laughs> which I was like, I want to run away from that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And also just, it's just like, that's a lot of, I mean, you know, do people really want to hear my opinion yet again about, you know, whatever, some indie rock <laughs> 
nonsense. There's a lot of people with right. opinions about indie rock. I, right, I don't right. need to be another one. But I did think that what I do have expertise in the last 20 years was business. And I'm like, now that's something people really, to me, need to know about. Yes, yes. So that's why it shows that angle for my podcast rather than like Porsche's idea of right. what you should be listening to in Portland. Right. But I think that's, see, I think that's really cool because, again, thinking back to when I was just making music. And that's where we all start, right? We start sure. doing it because we love it. Exactly. And then someone says, wow, you know what? If you do this, I'll pay you to come and play at my show. And then it starts to become a business. Yeah. But unless we have someone to, to give us that guidance, sometimes we can get lost in that. Yeah. And I think especially, I mean, hip hop as a musical art form, still pretty young. About, you know, we're in our 40s now, right. but still pretty young. And I think it's really easy to get so caught up in everything because I don't ha I don't understand the business side of it mm -hmm. that having what you're doing educating people on the business side in a way that is that is very appealing to the ear I love I love the way your podcast sounds I oh, love the artists you. that you have I love the topics that you folk talk about the nice little chunks that you give people I think that's a great way for young people who are coming up in the scene to look at it a little bit differently. And it's purposeful for me, giving away more secrets, to have people on Cliff Notes that are not just artists mm -hmm. because it's more than just about the artists. I used to say everybody can't be on stage. Mm -hmm. It's so cool to see Wu-Tang when they got 27 people on stage, right? Mm -hmm. But somebody needs to hang flyers. Yeah. Somebody, you know what I'm saying? Somebody <laughs> yeah. needs to carry the record. Somebody. Yeah. And so let's educate people that there are many roles. You can be a part of the scene. Mm -hmm. You don't always have to be the front man. Absolutely. That's why it was so great to have Cool Nuts on the other day. Yeah. Because he's been doing this himself. He has his own label. Yep. He's done tour management. He's yep. done management. He's done every aspect of the business part. Yeah. So he really gets it. Mm -hmm. And I love to showcase someone like him because hip hop has the same problem that indie, well, indie rock, whatever, pop, mm -hmm. whatever you want to call it, mm -hmm. has, which is it's the dream factory. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And kids can get really confused yeah. like i need to be a superstar tomorrow that's that's success right. like the only way success looks is to be drake right. is to be kendrick lamar right. you know right. and or whoever mm -hmm. and and you know it's so dear to my heart to tell people no you can do this for a living mm -hmm. this can be your job mm -hmm. and you can be very comfortable mm -hmm. and you can live a good life right mm -hmm. and do the thing that you love yeah. but you need to treat it like a business you cannot come at it like you know, I'm going to allow myself to be, especially with hip hop, you know, I feel like if a major label comes to you and says, we're going to make you a star, uh -huh. that is such a seductive oh, yeah. thing. And if you have no idea how to handle your business, you are going to get spit out the other end yeah. Yeah. in 18 months and it's going to be ugly, yeah. you know, and that was your chance. That was your shot. Right. And what, you're going to just never do music again. That's going to be the end of it. You right. know, I would hate to see that happen to people. So I want people to know that there are alternatives. Yes. Or if a major label comes to you and says, I'm going to make you a star, you say, great, this is my lawyer. Right. And this is my, you know, this. And mm -hmm. these are my pieces mm -hmm. of my puzzle, yeah. which yeah. I know about yes. because this is my business. Yes. And it's one of the other things that I think is great that is happening is you're hearing more of that story now. You're hearing artists, maybe, maybe they're artists who've been through a difficult situation and they're coming out and they're educating us, myself included, because I'm constantly learning, that these are pitfalls. These are things that you have to watch out for. And 
we know that when someone who we respect because of their their talent level or, or we, that we've celebrated comes out and says something, I'm more likely to stop and listen. So I love that you hear that. I'm, I can't remember who it was, but I was just watching a YouTube video of a DJ from New York who was talking about the business and not getting caught up in a certain sort of a deal. And I can't think of who it was. Forgive me. No, it's fine. But but point being, yes, getting that piece out. And I say all the time, man, you know what? If you love emceeing, if you love DJing and you do it like I do, I have my my day job and everything else that I do, I, I literally do for the love. Mm-hmm. And if that's that's OK to do that, totally. it's OK to do this as a hobby. Exactly. And you can be supported in doing it. Yeah. But it's a hobby. Right. And look at it that way. Sure. If we can if we can tell people that that's OK and help them understand that that's OK. Right. I think we 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 decrease the risk of losing a lot of people. You yeah. know, losing losing a lot of young people to the pitfalls of the industry. Absolutely. And it is, you know, it's like the dream factory and, and I it's the same with Hollywood. Yeah. It's the same with sports. Yeah. You know, yeah. you just have to like get some knowledge, people. Mm-hmm. Everybody's gotta get some knowledge so that they can protect themselves. Absolutely. Because those factories are like they got big teeth. Yeah. And they're gonna crunch you up yeah. if you're not if you don't know what you're doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And just remember that even though we want to believe that everybody out there has our best interest at heart. Right. And there are a lot of people who do. <laughs> who do, yeah, there, absolutely. There are a lot of people who do. When people are about money, mm-hmm. they're about money. Mm-hmm. And when they see what you can do to make them more money, that's right. they don't look at you as the individual. Yeah. They look at you as a moneymaker. Right. And when you stop making the money, when people stop listening to your songs or whatever the case may be, that love that you thought that they had for you goes away. Absolutely. Watch out for you get hey Remember that Come on come on You better watch out for you get look dang I'm so self-conscious. Yes, I'm rhyming over that famous songstress. Before you crucify me, let me say my synopsis. Style stalactite, I was made to rock this. Y'all don't know what your boy gotta go through. Every month or so, I'm rocking a show or two. And y'all ain't trying to pay money to come see Theo. I'm doing everything so that my car don't get repoed. Selling beats to rappers for super cheap, yo. They want to rap, but they don't want to pay for the beat, though. And critics complain. They say I'm too East Coast. They want to hear that bass dropping. Some weak flows like tipping, tipping, sipping, whatever. Never. Cause my mama know I know better And I ain't tryna have my granny mad at me A gentleman, but a G like my granddaddy You better get behind me if you know good music I'm the difference between turned up and stupid Radio, video channels, I'm coming and I'm aiming high So look alive like a danger sign I'm like You better watch out, rappers better look out You better watch out before you get knocked out Watch out, rappers better look out. You better watch out before you get. Hey, man, I'm so inconsiderate. Can you please forgive me? I'm a scribbling idiot. No, I'm not arrogant nor self righteous, but I don't think Miss Hill is gonna like this. Please don't sue me. I was a fan before that Whoopi Goldberg movie. Before you drop vocab with them two Fuji's. The most amount of money that I've seen is two G's, and that was a student loan. My baby mama helped me use it though. Money ran out, then we broke up. But I thank God for all the game I soaked up. 
So take it easy on a young man. Let me shine and give skinheads suntans. Look at my views, yo, I probably got one fan. It's like I showed up to the fight in my gun jam. And that's cool, cause I'm hater proof. I ain't none of these fake dudes. I just trying to break through. Some say I'm no good and call me lousy. And plus, my daughter got a hair on my back, mouth me. Yeah, theory has got baggage. More than expected, got gadgets. But he ain't baggage. Anticipated, watch for me. No tattoos, just scars with a story. Watch. That was Watch Out by Theory Has It. You're listening to the future of what? If you're enjoying this program, like us on Facebook and become a subscriber on iTunes. Support for the future of what comes from Merch Table. Kill Rockstars has partnered with Merch Table for almost six years now, and they've come through for us in a lot of ways. Like when the comedian Kurt Brownoller wanted a face towel with his face on it. Merch Table found a way to make this, and it's been one of our most popular items in our mail order store. KRS loves Merch Table. You're listening to The Future of What. I'm talking to DJ Cliff. So years ago, like 10 years ago, I was at a Future of Music Coalition conference in D.C. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. they're great friends of ours. We like the future of music. But they had a guy from that band, The Hold Steady, Mm -hmm. on the stage. Mm -hmm. And someone asked him a question. Because this is 10 years ago. This is right when everything was going down with like you know, oh, music should be free, we don't have to sell records anymore, you know, everybody's just stealing music, whatever. And somebody asked this guy, they were like, how do you feel about people stealing your music? Mm -hmm. And this guy was like, well, you know, I never expected to make any money in this business anyway. Mm -hmm. You know, I was just playing in the bass with with my friends and we were having fun Mm -hmm. and we're just, oh, when we, you know, we started to get big, it was really exciting, but, you know, we just never expected to make any money. So I don't care if anyone steals my music because I wasn't expecting to make any money anyway. Right. And I was like, you are signed to Interscope. <laughs> I guarantee you there are a lot of people who were pretty sure you were going to make some money, right? Right, 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 right. You're the only one right. who is like, yeah. I didn't think I was going to make And I was like, that's no excuse. That right. is not an excuse. I was like, if all these people are around you going, hey, yeah. hey, maybe you should be like, oh, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. guess there's some money to be made here. Right. Right. And if there's money to be made and you're the artist, you should be making it. Yeah, yeah. And that's my message. And it's, you know, it's so funny too because... Again, coming up in hip hop, and I'm a huge, huge fan of, you know, the the style of hip hop, the boom bap style, and a lot of that is driven by samples. Mm-hmm, sure. And so, especially when I was producing, man, I would love to sample records. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think we all we all sort of, I don't know, put our own spin on it or make us, you know, we believe what we want to believe. So the idea of well, if I sample this record and somebody hears it, then maybe they'll go buy the original. Right. I'm an older, wiser man now. And I realized, no, we all put in work and we should all, once we decide that we are going to do an activity that that gets reimbursed, we should be reimbursed for that activity. Right. And 
when you belittle it, you're not, you have to realize the impact that that's having on people around you. Exactly. If you don't, like we said, you don't want to get paid. That's cool. It can be a hobby for you. Sure. But when you have that platform and you make a statement like that, mm -hmm. that other person who's upcoming, like it is important for them to get paid. That's right. So you can't just, you can't just put stuff out there like that. Exactly. And that's what I was trying to say when I said, you know, this belief that artists don't deserve to get paid. Yeah. Because it's like, no, you do deserve to get paid. And and exactly like you said, if someone else is getting paid for what you did, right. that person should be you. Like, right. that's crazy. Right. You know, yeah. Yeah, as soon absolutely. as there's an industry around you, you better be at the middle of that or at least very clear about where that money is going. Yeah. I mean, I think anything that you do when you put on a uniform and you say, I am a part of this. Once you say that, then you have to truly represent whatever you're representing properly. Exactly. And if you don't, want to do that then you have to separate yourself from or you have to come out and say i'm not a part of that yeah that didn't make any sense but you get the, i you, you totally know, know what you mean yeah. but i appreciate that you said exactly because the young people coming up they need to know listen yeah. if you're going to make this music and you're going to do it for a living and it's right. not going to be a hobby right you need to be getting paid for it and you need to know where your money is. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. I do. I hope you're right that we're past those days of just people being totally oblivious and like, oh, wait, there was money. Yeah. Because, you know, we used to hear those stories like 20 years ago about people who had signed major label deals and then be like, I never made a dime. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I think I, based on the people that I'm talking to and, and I, I haven't had the opportunity to speak to a lot of people who have a lot of major record deals, mm -hmm. but even even on uh, more of the local people that I've been that I've been talking to, people are, are very, very well aware of that. Even on a lower level, not lower level portion, even on a local level. Local level. You yeah. know, when 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 Starchild and I started talking about when, when he invited me to be a part of Mike Check. One of the things, one of the foundational things that we said is, is when we bring artists in to perform a mic check, they're going to get paid. We don't have a huge budget. Mm -hmm. We don't really have much of a budget at all. But it's very, very important to us that they get paid. Mm -hmm. And as I take a step back and look at other events that are going on in the city, I think artists are recognizing that now. Mm -hmm. There are some times when we're doing a fundraiser or we're starting something up where artists will come in and they'll, you know, just for the love, hey, I'll do this for you. Mm -hmm. But I think we recognize and the artists are recognizing their worth and their value. And my hope then is, is if we can continue to foster that and educate that on the local level, mm -hmm. and then when people outside of Portland, because it's happening, when people outside of Portland come in and say, hey, I love what you're doing, let me talk to you about something, then we've educated these young people. I'd love to talk to you. Like you said, let me let me get my let me get my my advisor, my exactly. lawyer, my accountant, whomever, whoever it is, mm -hmm. whoever can speak your language yeah. and make sure that I'm I'm taken care of for doing my art. Yeah. Amen to that. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Amen to that. Yeah. So what do you feel like, you know, is there anything missing right now in your community in the hip hop scene? Like what are we what are we lacking? What can we do to help bring the young artists that we've got in this town to the next level? I think there are two things that are that are missing right now. I think the one of the first things is we have to figure out a way to help support underage artists mm. and our underage fans. Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the biggest things because young people they are involved, they know what they like and as an older individual, it's funny. I'll go to a show and the artist is on stage giving their all and a lot of people my age and and younger are just too cool to really you know what I mean exactly you know <laughs> yeah. the b-boy stance yep. arms crossed yep <laughs> you if you go to an all-ages show and you see young people in that environment they're giving that energy back to the mm -hmm. artist and the art and that just that feeds into that 
there are many, many reasons why it's been challenging to, to create uh, an all-ages venue, but there are groups like Friends of Friends Noise, of Noise yeah, yeah. who are gaining support of mm-hmm. the community. I think we need to continue to support organizations and groups like that. We know that schools don't have the same art programs that they used to. Right. Our young men and women need that. Mm-hmm. So I think that's that's the first thing. The second thing is we need to figure out a way to share with our community everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. What I mean is if you come to Portland because you've heard, man, Portland has a great hip hop scene. What's going on tonight? Where do you go to find that out? Good question. Right. Where do you go to find that out? And that that is that is the question. You know, I think with the things that I'm doing, um, the things that Cool Nuts is doing with the breakout show, I think you have some media who are trying to share that. But we need something more tangible. We need some place that somebody can go and say, well, every last Thursday, go to Mic Check. Every first Thursday, go to the thesis. On a Wednesday, this is happening. On mm-hmm. a Friday, this is happening. I've seen a couple of websites kind of pop up, people announcing, hey, this is going to be the place mm-hmm. where we're going to cover the Portland hip hop scene. But especially when you're doing things for the love, I think sometimes we, we have great ideas to do that, but then there's not really that follow through. Mm-hmm. I think if we can find sort of that central location where everybody in the scene says, I'm going to submit to you when I'm performing, I'm going to submit to you when I'm releasing an album. And then we can all get behind that and support that. I think that'll go a great way for that person who's maybe, hmm, I live in Portland. I know that there's, I've been hearing there's hip hop here. Let me try to jump into that scene now. And then I think the third thing is, it sounds crazy because we always, you know, everybody's asking for it, but we just, we need the financial support too. Mm. We need people to to recognize some of the things that that we're trying to do truly for the scene. And somebody to say, hey, I have the means to help get behind that. So many record labels that are popping up right now. Kiasu Records, Arist is doing some great things. You know, what can we do to, to showcase these people who were creating for themselves, but then also for artists? Those are, I think, the three the three things that I hope uh, within the next two weeks happen. Wow. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> That's what I hope. I don't know if it's Challenge. actually going to happen, right? Challenge. Right? Right? Challenge right? accepted, people. <laughs> Woo! on yeah oh yeah. my gosh yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah those are awesome things we gotta think about i had a meeting last night with andre middleton from friends of noise shout out to andre to talk about what we can do with mm-hmm. friends of noise i know that they are planning some serious stuff for the next year I've in the next year things. very excited things. very yeah. excited about that and yeah. we are going to try to support that as much as we possibly can no doubt because the all ages scene is is a is a major issue in this city for for everybody absolutely it needs to go back to the days i mean my band we toured through here in 2001 okay and there was an all ages venue at the yeah. time meow meow yeah yeah mm-hmm. and we played the meow meow yeah. and i remember leaving getting in the van the next day and being like portland's the coolest right? city right wow they mm-hmm. have an all ages scene mm-hmm. and all this stuff and then i when i moved here i was yeah. like what happened <laughs> <laughs> i that's why i came to press prior yeah. i came to Portland. yeah 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 <laughs> so and you know as an artist for all the artists who are out there listening man when you see things like that coming up get behind that movement Mm -hmm. because just like Portia said man when you're an artist on stage there's nothing like getting that youthful energy oh my god 14 15 year olds I'll never forget we that whole tour was we played nothing but all ages venues we had little girls coming up to us handing us their homemade cassette tapes that they'd made themselves saying that they were inspired by us I mean that's the kind of thing it's like you cannot there's no money in the world that would you know replace that that's just the best the best feeling. And let me say this, actually. So for anybody out there who's thinking, hmm, I have 
a way that I could really help and support that. But will artists come out and perform? I'm going to tell you right now, there are two individuals, and I'm not going to mention their names, but there are two individuals right now who are very, very well-respected within the Portland hip-hop scene who I've talked to about performing, and they have said to me that their focus right now is on performing at all-ages shows. Nice. So what that tells me is if you build it, they will come. Yeah. So we better build it, Portland. Yes, yes Portland. Come Listen, on. Listen, come on. <laughs> We're going to make a donate yes. button. Yeah. yeah. We'll do a GoFundMe. We're going to do a GoFundMe or something like that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. DJ Cliff, it's been such a pleasure. Oh Thank you so gosh, much for man. coming. Bucket on the, list. Yeah, check. The future what? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on The Future of What. Thank you for what? having me. Thank you so much. This is a delight. This was cool. Yeah. Yes. All right. I got to get you on Cliff Notes. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> Bucket list. Yes. <laughs> To a head spin to make a song listen From K-Boo after dark Sugar Hill Spark Found my Neil side when I realized the art was a tic-tac-toe game Got on my Cobain I was raised a bullseye amongst long shots with no aim Face me or face slow pain But face it, you in the monsoon with a sifter Trying to hold rain <laughs> Have at it, catch your breath Asthmatic, it's the wild west of Europe and ass savages I Doc Holly in a wide earth blend Smithsonian's trying to find my first pen Stare at me long enough and you'll see why the earth spin 35 mil depiction, one word description Super I'm not the usual Super, super Unless you're looking through my window from the outskirts Here's some jewels and some bank teller rules Don't cash checks without knowing the amount First look, pages past the cover of the book Even the intro might have your info shook To be clear, things ain't what they appear The Messiah was on the cross between two crooks my attributes radiate and bounce off the planets A cloud surf toss words across Atlantic My peers been called bleeding out the ears I stay in my lane, I just know how to switch gears A dying breed, no twin Siamese The champ, the truth, the great one, I am he You should be glad that you made it this far You trying to reach your potential, but I keep raising the bar You know the drill, dude I'm not the usual super, super This fraction, it's closed caption. 
subtitles, underline the action. I'm Sam Jackson, meets Johann Sebastian. That satchel pays residue. Could I be great though I make less revenue? I want the hood to acknowledge bums I abolish. The jewels I drop, not the guns that I polish. That code that the so-called hustlers keep. Ain't for me, I ain't the cool that be shuffling feet to get cash. Though I get paid for my craft. For me, I'm leaving being a slave in the past. Champion sound. Blue ribbons, boys selling birds turn into stool pigeons. Visit a few prisons and heard my connect say, Baby, you won't need an x ray to see my new vision. I'm super. I'm not the usual. Super, super. I'm not a hero, but I'm super, super. I'm not the usual. Super, super. Watch me do my thing, God. Super, super. That was Super, featuring Dion, the Vitamin D remix by Versatile. If you're enjoying this program, please subscribe to our show on iTunes and leave us a review. To find out what's coming up next, follow us on Twitter at KRSFOW. Buying merch from your favorite band is a great way to support them, but with so many bootleg and counterfeit products online, how do you know your money is going to the artists you love? Whether it's a t-shirt or a patch, your purchase should be properly licensed. Our new sponsor, Rockabilia, carries one of the largest selections of official music merchandise in the world. With over 500,000 products, Rockabilia has something for every music fan. Check out their store at rockabilia.com. You're listening to The Future of What. I'm talking to Cool Nuts. Cool Nuts, welcome back to The Future of What. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. It's a pleasure to have you. So we're having you on today because your festival, Pohop, is making its triumphant resurgence into the world this year. And I wanted to make sure and put out an episode so people know that it's coming. So can oh, you definitely, definitely. <laughs> can you give us the overview of the Portland Hip Hop Festival? So basically, Pohop, which is an abbreviation for Portland, Oregon Hip Hop, P-O-H hyphen H-O-P, the Pohop Festival is an event we started in like 1995 with David Parks, Mike Crenshaw, and then Steven Spirit, who unfortunately passed away. We basically wanted to give hip-hop artists in the city a platform to expose their talents to people that love music in the city, but also give them the opportunity to do it on you know main stages in the city with good sound, good promotion, and things of that nature. So this year celebrates the it would really technically be the 13th year but we're calling it pohop 14 because it's like the floors in the building he <laughs> skipped the 13th floor because it's bad go. luck so <laughs> so we went with pohop 14 this year we started with one night in 1995 and it's and it's grown to this year we have a, a pre-funk celebration then we have a kickoff party two showcases so we have four nights of events surrounding pohop Oh, wow. And what are the dates for us? December 6th through the 8th, 
and we're doing the kickoff party is at Bar 15 with DJ OG1, who's the official Portland Trailblazers DJ. The 7th and the 8th, we have, you know, standout talents. XP, which is experience. He's, he's Matt Lamore's right-hand man. We have Portland standouts like Mike Capes, Tony Ozier, some of the younger talent like Dre Spees. And then we have, you know, people like myself performing this year and, and a host of others. So, but, you know, some great talent. Wow. That's awesome. And where can people get tickets? Tickets are available at eventbrite.com. So if you just search Polhop, all the, the ticket links are on there. And I also almost forgot about our, our information panels that we're doing on the 7th from 6 to 8.45 at, at the Ash Street as well. We have two panels. One is the qualities of the bookable artist, and then also the importance of quality content. So they spotlight why quality content from artwork to visuals to to just even your business being top-notch is important. And then we also have what are the qualities of the bookable artists. And we have like, you know, booking agents, talent buyers, some entertainment lawyers, label relations guy from CD Baby, and a host of other industry luminaries from Portland. Fantastic. That sounds so great. Yeah, no, we're definitely excited and excited to bring it back. But it's also bittersweet because it also signals the last operating days of the Ash Street, Mm -hmm. which will cease to exist December 31st. They've been very supportive of not only of hip hop, but music in general and giving a lot of artists a home that has been receptive, you know, and and considerate of the small guys on the totem pole that might not have big budgets for big venues, but also places, you know, give you give you the access to a venue that has quality sound, nice bar, good environment, you know, solid capacity. So, you know, it's it's a real bittersweet time because they're, you know, they're they're fading away, which put us in a place where to continue doing some of the stuff that we do in support of hip hop music and culture, we have to find another, you know, another location or venue to do it. That's right. And that's a big mission at this point is we gotta we gotta make sure that there are venues and not only bars, but all ages venues so that all kinds of people can see all kinds of music. Exactly. So it's definitely important. But you know, Po Hop is a piece of that. And then also just like a tribute to the Ash Street and showing them love as well as giving the artists and people that are in the music the opportunity to come out to the panels and enjoy that. And then also the kickoff party with OG1. So just want to give people a full experience. And we're hoping, you know, everybody comes out and support because it's, it's a great reason. And also another element, this also is part of our toy drive, our yearly toy drive that we do around the holidays where we use hip hop as a vehicle to raise toys over the past five, six years. We've probably raised over 6,000 toys wow. for people in our community yeah, and donated to SEI, which is self-enhancement, as well as Salvation Army, as well as giving families the, the opportunity to sign up. And, and, and we drop off these packs to their you know their front door. So there's a lot of positive stuff surrounding Pole Hop and, and just the ability to use uh, hip hop for, for positive causes. Wow. That's fabulous. Cool Nuts, thank you so much for being with us today. And also thank you for everything you do. I know. Thank you. And I appreciate all your support. It means a lot. Excellent. Everybody go get tickets for Pohop and have fun next week. (laughs) Thank you. And that's our show. The music we played today was used by permission. You heard Win, Theory Has It, Versatile, and of course, our theme song, Mind Your Own Business by the Delta Five. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and leave us a review. For more info on our shows, check out our website at killrockstars.com slash the future of what and sign up for our newsletter. Our program was engineered by Brent Asbury at Beta Petrol and is produced by Will Watts and Anna McLean. I'm Portia Sabin, president of Kill Rock Stars. See you next week. Can I have a-
This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network.